Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and comfortable and taking care of yourselves and the people and pets and plants that are important to you. If you're listening to this episode of the People Are the Enemy podcast on the week of its release, then I'm sure you're aware that it's Thanksgiving this Thursday. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, I'd like to ask you to to please try your best to stay safe. I, I saw a tweet from Dan Rather the other day, and I'd like to read it to you now because I think he managed to sum up Thanksgiving 2020 quite nicely. Uh, Dan wrote, quote, Thanksgiving 2020 was always going to be a disappointment. Help people live to celebrate in 2021. Stay home. Stay masked. Stay distant. Stay smart. Stay responsible. Stay alive. End quote. And as far as holiday shopping goes, if you have to go out, please do your best to avoid crowds. And if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're online, but there are still folks who aren't. My mother, for example, has no interest in being online or owning a smartphone or a tablet. I bought her a tablet years ago. She she never even took it out of the box. It's just not for her. She has no interest. So, If you're close with someone who's not online, especially if they're in the demographic that's considered high risk for COVID, maybe offer to help them out and do some uh, online shopping for them, you know, if if they're okay with that, if they'll do that with you. And speaking of online shopping, maybe... Maybe you're a brand new listener to this fine podcast, and you hadn't yet been made aware that my name is Andy Mascola, first of all. Hello, nice to meet you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm a published author with the eight novels currently available for purchase worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. Uh, I I write in a variety of genres, and and most of my novels are between 150 and 160 pages long. Uh, There are no ads on this podcast, and there's no Patreon, but if you'd like to support this podcast and myself monetarily, and slash or you're just a fan of great literature, uh, please consider typing my name, Andy Mascola. That's M-A-S as in Sam, C-O-L-A as in Coca-Cola, into your browser. Um... That would be your Amazon or your Barnes & Noble search bar. And uh, buy a book or two. Did I mention that when you buy any of my novels in paperback via Amazon, you get the ebook edition of that book for free? It's true. So cool. So if, you, if you've ever bought any or all of my books, thank you so, so much. I sincerely appreciate your patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. the enemy listeners this is episode 148 of the people are the enemy podcast it's good to be with you thank you for checking this podcast out if it's your first time welcome 
my name is Andy, as I mentioned twice during the, uh, the, the opening monologue. It, it bears repeating, I suppose, if only because uh, some people have trouble remembering names. Not myself. I'm pretty good with it, to be honest with you. I've always been able to do that kind of, like, association thing. In, unless there's a, you know... Here's where I run into a problem, and maybe you're, you're similar to me in this way, but, like, if, if, if I know a, a, a person, say a fella named Greg, and, and I know a, another fella, say, say Craig, uh, I, <laughs> I may have trouble remembering the, the Greg from the Craig. That's happened. And if you're a Greg or Craig I know, uh, and I've run into you and I've said, hey, uh, hey how you doing? Or they've, they've said, they've, or you've said to me, for instance, hey, Andy, good to see you. And I've said, hey, how are you? And I haven't said your name. It, it, it may be because I, I, I'm embarrassed to, to admit that I, I couldn't remember if you're the Craig or you're the Greg. Sometimes I've, I've said, uh, uh, hey, Reg, you know, just... <laughs> I dropped the first, the, the first consonant, if only because, uh, because that way it, it's, it's difficult to sell, say, uh, tell whether I said uh, Craig or, or Greg. Anyway, so the, I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but uh, I, 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 thought I'd, I thought I'd tell you about that. Anyway, and this one you can use. So take that, take that with you. You know, rather uh, just uh, just say Reg. It covers Craig and Greg, and they'll, they they never ask, or they haven't yet, anyway. And how many people am I running into? I'm not uh, I'm not around people. I'm working from home, as a lot of a lot of folks are. Maybe you are. Oh, holy moly! I got I got like four more days of this dog. You know, I, I if you listened to the podcast last week, you may have heard me mention that that our dog had had surgery. Uh, she had a, she she's a new pup. We got her in September. And uh, we had uh, we had her her, her um, spayed, and 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 when you have a dog spayed, or at least with the procedure that we had, they they told us you you need to keep her docile, you need to keep her calm for fourteen days. And uh, this this is a puppy, and she loves to play. And well, we I've only gotten like another four days of just keeping this dog calm and and, and cool. And you know she hasn't got a lot of exercise, and and I'm a little concerned, if only because. It's getting cold, and and I, I got her some sweaters on, on on Amazon. Speaking of Amazon, I I, I bought uh, I bought two dog sweaters because I'm like, oh man, it's getting cold out. And I I you know I live in New England. I asked a, a neighbor of ours who had a dog. I said, when when do you know like if if you if you need to put a sweater on the dog or something? You know, this is a dog owner, obviously. And uh, this woman said, when when you feel like you need a sweater, then the dog probably needs a sweater. And I'm Oh man, I gotta get this dog dog a sweater. You know, there's been a couple cold days where we've had to take her out over the you know over the last um, last ten days or so, and she's she's been shivering. Man, you can see her her you know her back leg shaking, and, and I feel terrible. Now, and now we have like a, a thunder shirt for her. I, I might have mentioned that this is sort of like a um, this kind of uh, swaddling wrap that goes around the dog, and uh, you're supposed to put it on the dog uh, when the dog gets nervous, or if you're you know in the car or. Uh, it's called a, a thunder shirt because some dogs are afraid of thunder, some dogs are afraid of fireworks, and you gotta you gotta put this thunder shirt on them, and it makes them feel like you know they're comfortable. It supposedly it works eighty percent of the time, but it, it didn't work on our dog. I got it because she was getting sick in the car every time I I drove her somewhere. So I I thought like oh if maybe I get this thunder shirt and it'll solve this problem because supposedly the thunder shirt is good for that. No, not the case. The dog still threw up in the car. Anyway, um, so the thunder shirt is is okay, but I I wanted something uh, more substantial, a little thicker. So uh, I went I went on Amazon and I had my wife and and uh, and our daughter pick out uh, sweaters for the dog. And man, it's hard to size a dog. You know, you've got to because you've got like a, a chest measurements and and um, and and then there's a small, medium, large, and then there's you know then it goes by pounds in some cases. So you're looking at this 
looking at this chart and I'm looking at the Thunder shirt, which I know fits her well. But it's Velcro, so it's like it's kind of you know it's it's flexible in, in that way. So I got a medium and a large uh, sweater for the dog. The dog is a, a little over, probably just a little over thirty pounds. After the last the last uh, again week and a half in in you know recuperating she's she hasn't got a lot of exercise outside and of course we feel bad and so we're giving her a lot of treats but uh, she's not moving around a whole lot so i'm wondering you know if she's gained weight she looks all right looks about the same to my wife and i but you know we see the dog every day so it's tough to tell but uh but i'm hoping that when these sweaters arrive and they're supposed to come here uh, come uh, this weekend that uh, that one or both fit her you know so i don't have to return them because that would that would be a pain and, and speaking of being outside, mo holy moly, my, my daughter mentioned this, and I'm I'm glad she did, because this is something I've thought about a lot, and I, I it's a project that I've never looked into, but because she had an interest in it, I started to look into it. It's it's a tiny library. Do you know about these? You, you might have seen them. They're, they're, they're sort of like, they look like little birdhouses, right? And, and, and a lot of times folks will have them out, uh, uh, you know, around where their mailbox is, about, about the same height as their mailbox. And, and they're called tiny libraries, and they usually have, like, a, a little glass door on it or a little plastic see-through door, and uh, people put books in there. And you've you got, you got used books that, that you know, your folks in your neighborhood can come by and, and take a book or leave a book, and it's just this really cool thing. And my daughter said, you know, Dad, we should, we should look into one of these tiny libraries. You know, we could put... Maybe put one out in front of the house, and I thought, yeah, I'd love that. I said, you know, and I'm I'm no I'm no carpenter. I'm not I'm not too good with that stuff. I, you know, I built our daughter a, a dollhouse, but that was that was a kit, and, and my, my father uh, was was bought the whole kit and 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 decided that this would be a good project for he and I to work on for for uh, um, my daughter when she was very small. And we put this beautiful dollhouse together. But again, all the parts were there and everything, and it was piece by piece, and you had everything you needed. I, I don't know if I could build, like, a tiny library from scratch. So so my daughter and I were brainstorming this weekend. She said, you know, you know what could we use as, instead of, instead of uh, you know, instead of uh, building something from scratch? And I thought, well, you know, if we get a birdhouse, we could probably, like, if you got a nice big birdhouse, you could probably take off the front of the birdhouse and put a little plastic window on there because... Obviously, that's meant to be outside, for one, so, you know, it's going to be, like, rainproof, or, you know, or assumedly so, you know, that the roof, the, the roof of the birdhouse is going to be rainproof, and uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be mountable, you know? And then I, th I started thinking of other things, and I just let my mind go wild, and I thought, like, what if you had, like, an amplifier speaker? Like, man, you, like, you, like, took, like, an old amp, you know? Like, a, an old PV amp or a Fender amp or something, man, and you just, like, hollowed it out, and you made that the, um... The, the, the your tiny library that would be really cool or or i thought about like how about um how about like an old tv set you know and you made that your tiny library you know like this old like an old box tv set you know that's that's an idea i actually have an old box tv set my mother i had to i had to switch out my mother's tv and i still haven't haven't brought the old the old box tv set to a place that will recycle it that's an idea. I may just use that one. I, may, I just let my mind go, you know, and I was thinking like old furniture and stuff. And I thought maybe I'll look at some, look at uh, some thrift shops and see if I can find something that I can, I can, I can modify to make it into, to a tiny library. The other problem is that, um, that we live in an association. And I don't know if you know anybody that lives in this, an association or maybe you do, but there are certain rules that you have to follow. Basically, you know, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't like, for instance, paint my house like neon orange tomorrow or something like that they like all the houses in our neighborhood to be earth tones and uh and you know if you want to build something on your property you've got to 
you've got to check it with the association, and they have to okay it first, etc., etc. And uh, so I, I, the first thing I did was I sent an email to the the people in charge of our association to see if it's all right to put to put a tiny library out at the end of our driveway, you know. But and hopefully it is, and hopefully this is a project my daughter and I can can do together, and because it's something obviously. Obviously, she uh, she was interested in, and, and uh, of course, like I said, it's something I've always been interested in, because you, you know me, if you've listened to this podcast before, well, you, you know I'm a writer, you know I love books, and, and you know I'm a reader. I, I'm a big reader. I just finished up uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Mother Night. Holy moly, what a book. You know, I, I, I've read most of Kurt Vonnegut's fiction. I've, I, I think I've read all but maybe two of his his most popular novels. And when I say most popular, obviously, you know, you look in a, an author's bibliography, especially like an author that's, that was around for a long time and has a vast bibliography. And, and you'll, you'll see all like the, the most common books that are, are, are always, you know, out there by a major publisher, but then there'll be some uh, lesser titles, you know, maybe they're, they're novellas, you know, but I, I've read pretty much all his, his novels, except for, I think like maybe two. I think I, 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 I never read Jailbird. And shoot, there's one other one that I I don't think I'd, I'd read, but I'll get to them eventually. But I was I was waiting on Mother Night, if only because I'm a huge Vonnegut fan, and I thought like oh, I'll wait to, you know in, until uh until uh, I feel like I I, I need to uh, to get into something you know really really decent because I know it's going to be decent. And yeah, it was decent. It was a powerful book. I don't know if you've ever read ever read Mother Night. Uh, there's not too many Vonnegut books that I think my dad might like, but I, I my dad's a big fan of like uh, uh, espionage and spy novels, and uh, this this book Mother Night deals with uh, a, a World War II, a Nazi in, in Germany in World War II who is like a, a a propagandist. Basically, he's 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 on the radio there and he's broadcasting in English, um, you know, all this uh, fascist propaganda. Uh, and and what he also is, however, is a double agent for the U.S. So while he's broadcasting these these um, these fascistic sermons, he's um, he's basically encoding his speech so that that certain people listening, certain certain spies listening, will will be able to decipher information. So it's it's so what happens is obviously World War Two ends. It's metafiction, so it obviously takes place supposedly in the real world. It's a fictional story in the real world. That's what metafiction is, for those who don't know. And he, he get, comes to New York, and uh, of course, you know, uh, people recognize him, and he sees no reason to change his name, you know, because essentially he's a hero, you know, of sorts, but a hero only to, to a very, very small segment of people who knew that this fellow was a double agent for the U.S., so, so he's loved by these horrible people. He's loved by white supremacists in America, you know. And, but, uh, but again, and there's there's only a, a couple people who who know he's a double agent, know his secret, and that he was actually working working uh, uh, for the U.S. Uh, against uh, against the Nazis. It's it's a very compelling read, and it's written as if it's like a memoir uh, from this uh, this uh, propagandist. Um, if you're if you're into that sort of thing, this is the, again this is the kind of book I'll, I'll loan to my dad if only because he's interested in, in spies and espionage, and I, I think he'll, I think he'd like it. And there's other like I said, there's other Vonnegut books I think he might like, but uh, but uh, that one in particular I think he'll, he'll get a kick out of. I, I'm going to keep this podcast relatively short. Um, I uh, I hope uh, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. My goodness, it, it, it do you have a favorite Thanksgiving dessert? People love pumpkin pie. I, I like pumpkin pie. It's fine. It's fine. But, you know, the last five years or so, I've really taken to, to pecan pie. Yeah. Do you like pecan pie? 
Oh my goodness. I mean, it's basically pure sugar, but holy moly, it's so good, so good. The crunch, like you get the crunchy pecans on the top, man. Oh man, if you're allergic to nuts, I feel sorry for you. I really do. Man, oh man, nuts are a big part of my diet. You know, I don't eat meat, but, uh, you know, so I have to, I, I eat what I can, you know. I, I don't, well, I, I don't eat beef, I don't eat pork, and I, you know, but I, I and, uh, but I do eat, um, I do eat fish. And, and of course, I'll, I'll snack on, on nuts, you know, and raisins during the day. But uh, I, I don't eat beef, and I, and I, and I don't eat pork, and I don't eat poultry. You know, I won't eat, I won't eat turkey this year, but I'll, I'll eat fake turkey. My, my wife will get like these fake turkey breasts and, and I'll still use gravy, you know, so you can hold it against me, um, you vegetarians, but yeah, I'll use gravy. I gotta admit, I like, I like gravy, you know, you know, I understand that it's made from animal fat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing better. I'm doing the best I can. I, you know, I, for me, it's more for health reasons. The whole, the whole pescatarian uh, diet that I've been, been doing for the last six years or so. Um, is it, but speaking of crunchy tops, and I wanted to mention this, macaroni and cheese. Man, oh man, my wife made macaroni and cheese this week. That crunchy top, like, what if the whole thing was like a crunchy top? You know, can you imagine? My my niece brought over these um, macaroni and cheese balls. Oh, oh my God, they were so good. They were like, you know, these little, obviously, like these little crispy balls. It was exactly what you what you picture when you think of a macaroni and cheese ball. Oh my God, we had that. But But this wasn't that. This was... Macaroni and cheese my wife made in the oven with the, the crispy top and that crispy top it really tastes a lot like and I, I imagine because it's cheese and it's you know breadcrumbs it, it, it tastes like a grilled cheese sandwich you know oh man so good so good I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving week if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving I hope you have something nice to eat regardless you know and, and I hope you're taking care of yourselves and staying safe it's important um it's a scary time right now I know for a lot of people um I, a couple people at my wife's work uh in her department um, are, are currently quarantining. And, uh, so my wife is, is staying very safe. We're trying to be very safe and, and I hope you guys are being safe too. And, and I care about you and, and, uh, I'm with you and we're, we're getting through this and there's a, supposedly there's a, a couple vaccines that are, that are, uh, that are on the way. So hopefully we hear, we hear about more about those soon. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 148 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascoli. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.